for just about everything for the outdoors, go to MidwayUSA.com. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Today is October 24th, 2023. Episode 347, I believe. I am your host, Aaron Blasey, and with me, as always, through the monitor, Mr. DJ Riley. What's going on, buddy? <laughs> What's up, bud? Not too much over here. Just uh, honestly, at the time that we're recording this, we're just getting back in from a hunt. But it is, you know, today's the 24th of October. And if you look at the calendar, exactly one week from today will be Halloween. That means October is quickly quickly coming to an end now i'm not wishing this last week away but you know as it for something that we wait all year for boy does it feel like it quickly quickly passes by you dude so fast it's you know and i think honestly for me i'm I'm just speaking for myself right now i honestly think that you know you know shooting no-go opening night has really coasted me through October. Okay. So I've hunted four times, um, including the night that I shot no go. Um, but I will tell you, like, it's not that I haven't wanted to go hunting. It's just like knowing that Kansas is coming up and we're basically going to be gone for almost two weeks that like, I just want to do family stuff. You know, it's like, don't be selfish. Like I can, you know, I can, do family things and honestly i really do want to go kill another deer and i've been trying to kill tupac you know Mm, as bad as that sounds to everybody that might be just tuning in for the first time (laughs) i have a deer named tupac that i'm going after all right and there's a story (laughs) behind that so uh but i you know i'm trying still but i'm not really you know i just don't feel the self-inflicted pressure don't get me wrong i really want to kill another one but um, I really want to be able to go to Kansas and just have not, I don't want to have any, uh, doubts that I, that I 
basically just was selfish with October and just kind of took it all for myself. And then the first two weeks of November, I'm taking it away from my family too. So I'm just trying to like, you know, play both sides of the fence and, and really got my priorities set. So I'm really just, uh, you know, hanging in there, <laughs> but I will say having a deer down early, it makes me hunt different. Uh, I look at things a little differently and I make moves a little differently than what I would if I didn't have a deer down. Yeah. And, and you know, for anyone listening, when you say that, you know, you've only hunted, how many times you said five? Um, I believe four, four. times, four I've, times, I believe okay. four times. Yeah. Yeah. And I've only, so you've hunted four times. I've hunted seven times. We're like, yeah, that's not a lot. Right. But even, even, you know, that you and I both have a buck already down, like seven sits so far for me in October, like that's not unrealistic compared to other years. That's kind of what it looks like. And, but when I look at the days that you've hunted or myself, they've all been pretty high percentage style hunts like they're pretty strategic sits you know so it's not like you know what i mean even though it's very low uh quantity you know of hunts like the quality of them has been you know top tier for me like my i I just was telling my wife that this october you know other than yeah i've had some uh, ups and downs and roller coaster but like when it comes to big deer in october this has been a great october for me in that was even dealing with some like really bad temperatures early on in, in the, uh, in the month. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's very, it's been very strategic for me as well. Just taking strikes that I wouldn't normally take, I guess. And we'll get into that. Cause I hunted Saturday night and I didn't do a season 23 update and for good reason, because Michigan was playing Michigan state and I, you know, just took a night off from podcasting, to be honest with you. And, um, yeah. so I, I, I want to get into that hunt, but you hunted, you know, as, as we're recording this, you hunted tonight, but as everybody's listening to this, you hunted last night. Um, so we're going to, we're going to do that update as well. We're going to get into a couple things here today, you know, and, and one big one, like really big one mm-hmm. is we have a giveaway. Big we giveaway. have a giveaway, everybody. This is the biggest giveaway that we've probably ever done so mm-hmm. far in the history of the fall podcast. So I'm just going to rip the bandaid off. Guys, we are giving away a Garmin A1i Pro bow sight. That's it. Mm. We're giving it away. And it starts right now as you guys are listening to this. So basically how we're going to roll this out is um, I'm going to make a post today on Instagram. And it's going to have uh, basically just say giveaway Garmin A1i Pro site, And then it's going to be two pictures. There's going to be another one to, to remind you guys how to enter. But I'm going to tell you right now, if you're listening, how you enter is you like the post okay, that we make today. So on today, what I say was October 24th is when the giveaway starts. It's going to end in two weeks. So on November 7th, David and I are going to do another podcast on November 7th in two weeks. And we're going to announce the winner then on another podcast. Okay. So what you do is you like the post. And if you haven't already, you go and follow the fall podcast Instagram page. Okay. Not Facebook, the Instagram page. And you do the same on the Garmin Instagram page. So you follow both pages if you haven't already. And then 
in that post, that picture that I post, you have to tag three friends in it. Okay. And you can just say Garmin giveaway or, you know, something about the Garmin giveaway. I don't care what you say. Let's just call it, say Garmin giveaway. That's what you comment on the post and you tag three friends and hopefully they tag three friends and hopefully they tag three friends. The object of this is to give away an awesome product, but also help build up our following to be able to get the word out there and give away more of this stuff. Because I'm telling you what right now, guys, there's one I really want to give away and I don't want to say anything, but there's another big one that could be on the horizon with a, with a really good partner. So mm. one that's big actually might even be bigger than the Garmin one. Yeah, that's could be good. It's yeah, it might be that, on the horizon. That's, so that's, that's a tough one because like this, uh, this Garmin, I mean, someone's, you know, literally it's not going to cost you a penny to have a chance to win this. All you do is got to follow, exactly. follow the instructions. And I'm telling you what, like, I, someone's going to win this and they're going to love it as much as I love mine. Like I guarantee mm-hmm. it. And matter of fact, as this is going live today, we are recording a podcast with the boys from Garmin and we are going to be breaking down these sites. Going to be talking about each one. There's an A1, an A1i, an A1i Pro. We're going to be talking about those sites. We're going to talk about the the crossbow site as well that they offer. And that's the thing. If you win and you're a crossbow guy, I'm going to guess that if I talk to Garmin, we could get you a crossbow site. I should verify that first, but I don't see it being that big of an issue if we can't get a crossbow site. So um, that could be a, a possibility. But just saying, guys, right now it's going live. So like the post, follow the fall podcast Instagram page and Garmin's Instagram page and comment Garmin giveaway, okay, on this post and tag three friends. That's what you got to do, man. In two weeks, November 7th, we're going to be picking a winner while we're in Kansas, and we're going to find out who's going to win this damn thing. I'm, I want to put my name in that. I may go make a separate account tonight. You yeah. know what I mean? I might go make get, a separate get account. Grandpa Wayne to put, get Grandpa Wayne to put. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and for all the listeners, when Aaron makes his post, I'm sure he'll put in there the, the Garmin Instagram page too. So then, you know, you can go ahead and click right on that and follow it. They'll make it real easy for everyone. But in that, and I tell you what, not only is someone going to win that thing, but like November 7th, boy, when you say that, 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 you know, not only am I excited to see someone win that, but boy, I'm going to be real excited to be in Kansas that day because that that's like a magical day. Like what a great day for someone to actually, you know, drop that and win that. For sure. Yep. So don't forget that Garmin giveaway. It is live as you guys listen to this. If you're listening to it on Tuesday, we are live with it. So with that being said, we got a couple other things to talk about. I didn't write them down, so I'm trying to remember them. The Garmin giveaway. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, oh, well, no, I don't want to talk about that just yet. Don't want to talk. I haven't told you about this yet, actually. So we'll talk about that off record. Okay. What, the conversation I had today with uh, one of our great, great partners. Okay. Um, but uh, before we do get into this, going to do a little bit of uh, partner call outs here. So first and foremost, oh, this is the update I want to tell you. The Fall Podcast website. Now, like I said, DJ and I are leaving for Kansas on the 1st, November 1st, and we're going to be back. November 20 or no 20 
November. <laughs> I wish. Plan, I guess plans changed. <laughs> November 12th, we will be back. So back, basically be back home the 13th, like, because the 12th, we're going to drive all day. Mm-hmm. But, uh, so if you guys place an order while we're in, in, in uh, Kansas, I'm not going to be able to ship that stuff out until I get back. So if you guys place an order, which is totally fine, it'll stay in the queue and everything. Just want you guys to know if you buy any merch off Fall Podcast's website, I will not be able to ship it until um, the 13th or 14th when I get back. So just want to kind of throw that out there. But if you guys would, go to the Fall Podcast website, which is fallpodcast.com, and pick up some merch. That'd be greatly appreciated. Uh, so first and foremost, Latitude Outdoors. We have a code, the Fall Podcast for all the best mobile gear you can find. Carbon SS climbing sticks, uh, a method to saddle, XL, or regular. You can get dump pouches. You can get new ropes, 10 mils. They got the new, we got the new 10 mils out. Um, the 8 mils if you want those as well. But uh, use that code, the Fall Podcast, for 15% off next is helix broadheads we're gonna be toting the helix down in kansas use the code fallhx10 to get yourself some helix you can get a single pack if you want just to try them out or you can get three pack honestly i just roll the three pack and i would get the fj4s if i were you guys i shoot the 125s david shoots the 100 grains and uh yeah can't be couldn't be any more happy with these things um if you guys have any more questions about that hit us up we can answer them as much as we humanly possibly can. Uh, next, Exodus Outdoor Gear, 15% off using the code TF with a five-year no BS warranty with theft and damage coverage on the Exodus Rival or the Render. Now, they do have they do have the, the Exodus Vault going on right now, okay? So basically, this vault is a discounted price on items that are going to be discontinued they're basically they're getting rid of these items so in the vault right now is the exodus render their og cell cell camera and uh if you go to their website and click on the banner you can go to the exodus vault and right now you can save boy i want to say it was like 94 95 dollars sorry right now 95 dollars on the exodus exodus surrender exodus surrender Wow, I can't even talk today. <laughs> Exodus Render while supplies last. So go to exodusoutdoorgear.com and uh, go to the vault and try that out. Because, and I, I hate to say this, but the, our code TF will not like add on more off of that. But if you guys do hear this about the vault from us, when you guys go on order in the in the um, comments, the uh, the text box there on mm-hmm. the little. Uh, you know, when you do your order, you can say, heard about this from the fall podcast. That'd, that'd be great. So we can still kind of get credit for that. So do that. Check it out. ExodusOutdoorGear.com and check out the vault. Next is Garmin. I mean, you guys are going to learn a lot more about Garmin here in the next week or two when we get this podcast to go live. It's actually going to go live probably next week, to be honest with you. And you're going to hear all about these damn great pieces of archery gear okay the a1 a1i or the a1i pro go to your local garmin dealer or check them out at garmin.com you will not be disappointed ah buck bourbon so if you guys live in a state that you can throw down attractants or anything like that you can go to buck bourbon you can get the attractants you can get mineral 
You can get food plot seed. You can get ground blinds, the distiller's cut knife kit, which is badass. Those things are going to be hot in Kansas, I hope. That's what I'm hoping, that we're going to be able to use those a lot in Kansas. So use the code TFP20 at buckbourbon.com for that. And definitely not last on this list, or you know, last but not least, I should say, Prime Archery. There's a little birdie that's been talking out there behind the scenes. And there is something big coming from Prime, okay? And uh, we will be able to tell you about it right after we get back from Kansas, okay? Something big. Something real, real, real big there, Clark. It's going to be fun. <laughs> so if you guys want to know more about that, we're going to be doing a podcast about that, and it'll be going live right around the 14th, if not on the 14th. So check the new book. The new bows, not the new bows, the RevX bows, they still feel new to me because they just, actually, they are pretty new. I mean, this is the first year they had them. So uh, we shoot the RevX 2. Uh, you can shoot the RevX 4 or the 6, but uh, I'm partial to the 2, and so is David as well. They have some awesome color options. Check them out at g5prime.com or go into your local dealer and ask them to shoot a G5 Prime. And uh, I know you won't be disappointed. And lastly, after this long dissertation of me talking in circles, America's Best Bowstrings. If you guys want a new string, use the code THEFALL at americasbestbowstrings.com. Would you take over for a second? What do you got to say? <laughs> <laughs> you, you did a good job, buddy. You did a good job. And there's a, there's a couple little birdies that were dropped in there that I liked and I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to. But no, let's uh let's break down some hunting, man. Uh, you you talked about that you did a you you hunted last Saturday night, but didn't do an update. And I actually hunted. You know, for everyone listening to this, uh, I hunted last night, and I'll uh I'll break down my hunt first. That you know today or not today, but the day of the hunt. So October twenty third, I knew was probably going to be honestly, it's probably one of my last chances i'll probably get to hunt in october and that's that's hard to think about but with kansas on the horizon i'm okay with that well you know we just came off a you know it was kind of rainy at the end of last week for multiple days and looking ahead in the forecast i kept seeing that it was probably the sun was going to pop out on monday well the sun actually popped out on sunday so it was actually nice on the 22nd but I had already had plans. We had a wedding that day to go to. Yes, I know someone got married in October. But I had lined it up with the family for me to be able to hunt the, the evening of October 23rd. And we had like a southerly wind. But let me tell you something. The morning of October 23rd, I wish I would have took work off and went hunting. Because it was 31 degrees. Everything was covered in frost. It was clear skies light breeze it would have been it would have been a beautiful morning to be up and up in the tree i mean when i was working there were deer everywhere you know and the cameras they were dinging like there was just it was a good morning right well made my way through the day for work headed out in the evening and i kind of had two spots i had two really hot scrapes on two totally different pieces of property but the one thing about the one scrape's probably more active than the other, but the scrape that's not as getting as much attention, and it's still getting a good attention, but like the other one's like there's lots of bucks hitting it. The one that's getting less attention has 
bigger bucks on it. So with the intel I had from, you know, in the morning, I knew there was a big deer in that area. I decided to pick that one. And going out to this spot, like, it's not a fun, enjoyable walk. Like, I actually think I found out tonight that my boots may be leaking a little bit. Feet got a little wet. The water wasn't <laughs> the water wasn't over my boots, but at one point I kind of felt like a little, like all of a sudden like a little surge of water in there. I was like, oh shit, the boots are probably leaking. But as I made my way out through these cattails, I can see the the uh, the island that I'm head, headed to way up ahead. And from what my scouting has told me over the years and hunting it. What happens is these bucks will bed off the western point of this island or they'll bed on the south part of the island, just off the island. But it's so thick in there where like you can kind of slip up onto that island and those bucks won't even know you did it. Well, I'm like halfway there and I'm just I'm just rolling through the cattails. GoPros running, I got it on my chest just to like show like how nasty and tall it is. And all of a sudden, I about stepped on this buck, and he come unglued in there. I mean, just, I had no clue. I was probably five, six yards from him. I could I there's no way for me to be able to see him. And he stands up, and he just, he can't get out of there fast enough. And I can see him bounding, though. Like, that's how tall the cattails are. I can only see him, like, when his rack comes up in the air, then it goes down, then it comes back up, and. And uh, I could tell he had a dark rack. Big, long, left side main beam, short tines, though. So I, I had an idea of who it could have been. So I stopped, and I'm, like, kind of talking to the camera. And all of a sudden, boom, another one explodes out of there. And when this one explodes out of there, it goes the opposite way. Heads north, and the, the first one headed west. But I was, and first thing I thought was like, damn, those two like had to be damn near laying on each other, like super, super close to each other. Well, I thought about getting down because I was bummed out that I, I jumped them, which is natural. But then I reverted back to October 4th when I jumped a buck and, and I ended up shooting them that night. The one that ran north was pretty much completely out of the play instantly in my mind but the one that ran west i could still maybe see that buck tonight but before any of that i had to go check the beds out right like it's they were right there just on the other side of like a, a the cattails and if i would have kept walking you wouldn't even see the beds like you had to get up in there like a couple of steps to the north to see them and sure enough i mean they just been matted down like crazy and I've seen bucks bed there in the summertime before. I actually jumped one up in there in the summertime. But usually once hunting season starts and the pressure ramps up, they don't they don't bed there. I expect them to be bedded off the points of that island. So they just weren't. So once again, I think I was into an area that just hasn't had the human pressure yet. And it's nasty. Like, it's not enjoyable to get into. So that very well could be keeping people out. Like, the swamps are as full as I've seen them in a long time. And it's funny to hear me say that because if you think back of the early postseason, I was saying about the swamps are the driest I've ever seen them. And now they are the wettest. They are the wettest. Like, totally different. Well, I pushed on. And I made it. I was trying to be as quiet as possible, but we didn't have a lot of wind speed. 
until the like right before like last light then it seemed like the wind started to pick up some made my way up the tree got all set up and honestly guys super slow night super super slow night and right at the with about 20 minutes ago 20 30 minutes ago i look over like i'm i was i'm, I'm hunting over the scrape is what it is and it's a scrape on an island and i keep checking back to that scrape keep checking back to that scrape and look over one time and here's these two fawns and they're both little button buck fawns and they come in there and they were browsing like crazy and i like it was like i put a note in my mind it was like holy cow like they they love whatever they're eating here and they come and i'm only like three sticks up or so and i use a couple branches i'm not real high but i'm in like in a in a young oak tree so there's a lot of cover low on it still and they come there and one decides to bed down and he's probably about eight yards away when he beds down and it was so funny the other fawn was like kept stepping over him back and forth like he wanted him to get up but then it was almost like as soon as he realized his brother wasn't going to wake up he just decided to lay down right next to him too. So like I, I literally turned the GoPro on and take a picture because I'm like, I'm looking at that GoPro. I'm like, if that GoPro takes a picture of me. It's got to see these two deer right here. So I'm like trying to take a picture with the, the with these two little fawns. And uh, eventually it got dark and I, I had to, I took, it took me everything I had to get rid of them. Like they did not want to leave. Like they had no care in the world. And I was actually worried about that because I'm like, man, if I get down... I may really, yeah, if I scare these deer off, if there's any other deer that may be working in here, I may be scaring that deer too, you know, and, and so I get down, and I always do this, I always text my wife, and I'm I'm walking out, so she knows I'm, I'm down and packed up, that was always one of the things back when I started mobile hunting, and she knew what mobile hunting meant, like, so once I'm down and safe, packed up, hey babe, I'm, I'm packed up, walking out, everything's good, that was at 725 725 and i start making my way out of the swamp you know and you know make my way out of the swamp finally get back up to my truck and i look at look at my phone and i see that the camera's got notifications on it you know so okay i was like all those freaking fawns they had to come right back you know open it up and i was like well, that's not a fawn. <laughs> that's a that's a shooter. <laughs> like, and he, I think if I remember right, the timestamps. I text I text my wife at seven twenty five. I think he showed up at seven thirty seven or seven thirty nine. One of them. He was only you know twelve to. He was less than fifteen minutes behind me. And when you, when I look at that picture. I look at his, his lower legs and it tells me that he was just off that island. He wasn't bedded on the island. He was just off of it because they're wet. And he was bedded on one of those high points just off that island into the water. And here's the thing. like, To me, yes, I did not shoot that deer tonight. Didn't even lay eyes on him. But the plan was right. He just didn't get off his belly in time. Because I, I think, you know, it was clear that when those bucks bed off that island point, Aaron, as soon as they get up, they're coming to check that scrape. And vice versa in the morning. They're, they'll check that scrape and then go lay down. 
And that's in that, that island. It's it's not super attractive. You know, there is brows on it. I just talked about that. Those button bucks are browsing on it. There's no acorns. There is no row crops for hundreds of yards out there. But there is a very powerful scrape that I've built. And it's been there for years. And it's really good. But yeah, so he uh, he's kind of he was kind of toying with me showing up like that just minutes afterwards. But, you know, that buck just showed up two days or on the 21st. He just showed up on Saturday. I don't even know who the deer is. He's recognizable. I'll say that like there he's got his right side is recognizable for a reason it's I don't see that often in Michigan but uh yeah that was my hunt from last night and moving forward Bailey wants to hunt Thursday that is what we will do and then I'm going to take the 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 wife up north for the weekend I get it guys it's October 28th and 29th but guess what I'm going to Kansas for two weeks, so I will. I have no problem heading up north with the wife this weekend, and we'll come home from that. It'll be one day, then it'll be Halloween, and from here till then, it's gonna be. I already started packing for Kansas, and I will just keep doing that, man. Keep doing that. So if if my October ends with last night's hunt, that's seven sits. Uh, I was able to put a buck down. Yeah, the unfortunate story of Big Barry, but out of seven sits, I've had five of the seven had encounters with a shooter deer. Whether it means that I damn near stepped on his ass, I seen him, Chuck, almost killed him, Buck, I killed Big Barry. Like, it, dude, it's been a good October. Like, I, I couldn't ask for more of more of an October. You know what I mean? Like, this is what we think about in the off season and. And, you know, it's, to a lot of listeners, it may sound like, like I'm, I'm pushing a lot of these deer or I'm, I'm jumping them or guess what? Like you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta scare these deer once in a while to be actually in the game with them. Like you, you know, sometimes if you're not bumping deer, you're not close enough to where you need to be. So yeah, that is, that's probably going to be my October buddy. That's probably going to be it. Well, I took it. There's a couple bags we need unpacked in that that story because there's a couple things that you've hinted on um first of all you had you had a couple uh buck fawns come in button bucks Mm -hmm. um you know obviously they've been kicked off of mama but there's also something a similarity that i'm starting to see around me is that the fawns are like you know even girl fawns like they're not around moms you know much anymore so that is always an indication, not rocket science by any means, but always an indication that like mom's probably on a date somewhere, you know what I mean? And starting to get harassed a little bit. So, um, I always like seeing that coming into this time of year, you know, when you start seeing fawns or not with mom that you, you might normally be seeing, or if you see a, of a, a, you know, um, uh, an adult doe come in with, a with twins or one fawn, you know, and, and it's like the rut phases, you know, she's probably not ready yet, mm-hmm. you know, cause fawns aren't going to stick around when, when the boys are chasing her. So, um, that's one thing that I took from that. Um, that, that's a great, that's a great point, Aaron. Like that, that's a, like a super good observation because like when those two fawns come out tonight, the way this Island is like, I, like I, I actually took my bow off my hanger because I knew I was like, as soon as mom comes on this island, I like there, I won't be able to get this bow off the hanger if a buck comes in here. 
And I kept looking back that looking back and I was like, and she's not going to let those fawns get up off that, those beds out in the, in the water and come up on that Island without her being close behind. Like you're, that's a great observation, dude. Like she, she wasn't there. She wasn't there tonight. Yeah. She's not there. And that, that's something that I for years have looked at and, um, you know, it's just something, I don't know how I picked up on it or whatever, but it's just like, I think it was one day it was just like, man, why these two fawns that I see with mom all the time, why aren't they not there? And then, you know, she's out getting crowded somewhere, but that's just a good way to kind of gauge like where your rut activity may be or something like that in your area. Now, a couple other things, like I have a couple friends that as of, as we're recording this, uh, which is the 23rd, um, bucks, shooter bucks, like good three, four year old bucks here are locked down with some does right now. Um, Yesterday morning, or I should say this morning as I, we're, we're recording this on the 28th, Monday the 28th, 28th, 23rd, jeez oh Pete's. uh, I, my daughter and I glassed the morning, uh, during the morning and saw three bucks, uh, two of them, which were putting out a pretty good show fighting, you know, and over a doe. So that was kind of encouraging to see. And those deer were in an area that I haven't really seen a lot of deer this year. So Things are starting to move a little bit. Things are happening. Um, it's going to be interesting. It's it's starting to get good. The the weather here, you know, it, it, we had frost the morning of the 23rd, a really good frost. But as you guys are listening to this, if you're listening on Tuesday, it's 77 degrees here in Michigan. So <laughs> it's uh, going to get warm. But then when we leave for Kansas, dude, it's going to get real good here in Michigan. It's going to, the weather is going to be cold. Uh, it's going to get real good. but um, yeah, just a couple things I want to unpack there real quick. And uh, one other thing before I jump into like my sit this weekend, I know there's, I'm still getting some DMS and everything about big Barry. Where do we sit with big Barry right now? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price. Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas city, go Kevin or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Um, so from, from the last update I gave everyone, um, I, I thought that was going to be it, honestly. But the following day, so Monday, Monday of last week, which I can't remember what the date would have been, uh, 1980, like the 16th. Yeah. Monday, the 16th, the day after I did the last update, uh, I went and drove by the property again. In that particular time, it happened to be midday, mid afternoon, and I seen I seen a bunch of buzzards out that day. Okay, and I couldn't pinpoint an exact location, but what I could pinpoint was that there was a high number of them, very high number of them. I dropped everything I did, got a hold of a landowner, asked if I could park there, asked if we could go back out there, took a dog out there again with for his nose and we, we walked again i i mean i only had a two-hour window before i had to be you know dad ab- obligations so i took the two-hour window and we walked again and nothing didn't it didn't come across big bear at all the dog did find a turkey i doubt that that's what the turkey buzzards were on there for that turkey 
but since that day, the turkey buzzards have not been back. Cause I, I've, I've literally drove around that place, drove to that property every day. I, every day I went and checked on it. I have contacted the farmers in the area. The word is out. I'm, it's kind of a waiting game. Unfortunately, I did the farmer like very cool about it. He did tell me though, it's probably going to be mid to late November before he goes in there and shells that corn just because of how how wet everything is right now in Michigan. So that is that's the update with it. That's that's where it stands with Big Barry. He has not showed up on any cameras. I even tried to throw some new traps at him. I've told you about how he doesn't show up on the same camera twice, so I, I put some new cameras out. No sign of him, buddy. I got you. Well, I know you're going to keep looking, and I know shed season, there's a good opportunity that you'll probably... You know, a good chance you could find them in shed season, which obviously it's not how we want to find them, but mm-hmm. we do want some closure to the story. I mean, that deer is a legend, and uh, as we said, legends never die, man. But uh, yeah. it, Big Barry, Big Barry will be forever like known, I think, in our listener base, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, and amongst your nice conversations, we're gonna be talking from years now. Like, remember Big Barry? Remember, you know, like we're gonna be talking about that a lot. So yeah. Um, and somewhere, somewhere along the line, guys, you know, um, let's just say I don't find him and he never gets relocated again. Maybe we'll put something together. Uh, I've got a lot of footage of this deer. Um, I have the footage of when I shot him that night. Uh, years of, of velvet footage of him. Some really cool videos and pictures and stuff. And Because and, uh, I get a lot of guys that they've asked what he looks like, you know, and, and not, I'm not trying to be super secretive about him, but, um, I've shared it with everyone that he may have went and died. I did that, you know, but maybe at the end of the year, if it's still, if he's not, you know, uncovered somewhere that, uh, we'll put, put a little something together. So maybe everyone can see, uh, the old legend himself. Yeah. And you know, that's a lot of this stuff we're we're trying to figure out where we're going to, you know, show this footage next year. I've had a lot of people ask me where my kill has been, where it's at, like, if am I going to post it, you know, and I've talked to you about a little bit of how I want to unroll it, you know, mm-hmm. and how I want to do it. Um, but it's not going to be until next year, guys. Like I really, you know, I know the way of the world now is like as live as you can get it, but I get that. That's great. But, um, you know, we're still trying to figure out the plan for this. And I really want this to be like something special. And I, I want to do something a little different, um, mm-hmm. but put our spin on it. So we'll definitely be out there to see, but it's going to be next year sometime. Um, it's going to take some time unfolding these stories. Uh, we've got some great footage this year. I had, you know, I shot no go and then had a great encounter with Tupac. You, you know, shot your first buck and then big berry and then had a really good encounter with Chuck. Like there's some good stuff to be had there and I really want to do it justice. And, and, uh, I know we will, but it's just going to take some time, man. This stuff is, it's hard to whip it up in the lab, man. I don't want it to look like some other shows out there. I'm not, not going to name names on, but like, there's some pretty, 
awful shit out there and I don't want it to look like that. So I want to take some time at it. <laughs> I'll, I'll get you fired up on the paint program, buddy. I'll get you all dialed in. Yeah. David's, <laughs> David's pretty proficient in the, in the paint applicator. <laughs> oh, oh shit. So let's, let's, uh, let's break down, let's break down your last Saturday hunt. And then I, I, I want to tie a ribbon on October and, and, uh, want to talk about something and see what your thoughts are on it okay yeah so saturday uh which would have been what was the date on saturday the 21st 20, 21st so um basically i really like going into the weekend i was i knew i was gonna go and film kevin leach uh one of my bosses for sunday morning and i knew it was gonna be a public land grinder that day so um, I knew Sunday was going to be basically out. So I was kind of looking at the weather and what I wanted to do. Well, my wife's like, you're going to, you're going to hunt tonight. I'm like, man, I, I was, I want, I wanted to, but, um, I really wanted to watch the Michigan, Michigan state game or, you know, <laughs> what, what if a game it was, <laughs> like, uh, but anyway, um, you know, so I was like, you know what, I'm going to go hunting. Well, so I decided to go to my family farm. And if, if you guys have been listeners for any period of time, you may have heard us talk about hope hunting. We, we've kind of coined it hope hunting. I've said that for years. And basically it's where you kind of just go in willy nilly, not just like hoping a deer will walk by. Well, I really try to avoid that. Like I really like to do as much homework as I can to, to even think I have an you know, uh, a skin in the game and I have an opportunity. Well, um, I went to my family farm. We have 11 other guys that hunt it. And there was one, two, three, four, I, I believe four other guys. I think it was four, maybe three, maybe I was the fourth anyway, uh, hunting that night on 220 acres. So, you know, I have a buck down. None of those other guys did. So I basically sent a text out and was like, you guys pick where you want to go with the wind we got. And I'll just I'll just take, I'll go wherever you guys don't go. Um, so they, they had ideas and they had plans. So they executed, but I was going to a spot where I felt like, you know, coming into the time frame, I want to be where there's going to be some does. Like right now, the bucks are really starting to, to, to start to nudge, look around, um, maybe hit a scrape, really starting to kind of feel frisky a little bit. So I wanted to go to an area where I was going to see a lot of does. The area that I picked, honestly, no matter if it's me or any of my buddies that sit there, we see a lot of deer. I told you that night walking out there or driving out there, I, I was like, I'll bet you I'll see 20 to 30 deer. Like, it's just, it's a perfect transition area, um, hardwoods, pretty mature forest. I'm like, man, I, coming off of bedding and I'm in between bedding and destination food, I'm like, I'm going to be in. I'm going to see a lot of deer tonight. So I, I did a couple things wrong. All right. And, um, so when I went in, we do have like, you know, we, like I said, we have 11 other guys that hunt this. There are presets on this farm and there was one looking over a clear cut and I'm like, well, I'm going to go there, but I have not been to that tree in a couple years. I didn't hang it. Um, and one of my buddies, he sits, it's kind of his area. And I was like, do you care if I go there? He's like, no, go ahead. And I said, is there a way I can saddle hunt it on the backside? Because I'd rather saddle hunt it 
because where the stand was, it was just not, I, I'd rather saddle hunt it. I just feel more comfortable in a saddle. He's like, yeah, you should be able to get around the backside. So I didn't take my sticks with me because there was already pre-hung there and everything. So I get up there and I'm looking at the tree and I'm like, there is no way I'm going to be able to saddle hunt the backside of it. And I'm like, well, I guess I'll just sit in the tree stand then. So I go up to the ladder sticks and there's these old ladder sticks, like, you know, snap yeah. together ladder. Yep. I put my foot on the first rung and it just goes just the loudest. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I, th- I there's no way I'm going to be able to get up this tree. I'm not even going to try it. So I decided decide to do like a little, I, I, well, first I don't have any sticks. So I'm like, well, you know what? I'll just get a couple feet off the ground, try to find the right tree and hunt it low. You know, try to get like two feet off the ground and hunt low. So I start walking to the north and try to find where these trails are intersecting. I found like a rub line and I'm not a big like rub hunter. Like I don't Mm -hmm. really get too excited when I find rubs. It's just like, eh, that probably happened in September sometime. Like it's just not, you know, I don't know. It's just never been like a really big factor in the bucket for me, I guess. So I did find there was this little knob and there was like, five rubs on it. I'm like, oh, you know, well, we'll see. But like I said, I'm sitting on two intersections that are like the deer funnel through here. So I get set up. I'm about two feet off the ground. And uh, I actually had uh, two beech trees around me. So I kind of cut a couple of the limbs and kind of like corralled myself like a little cocoon. Mm -hmm. I'm like, man, I am, I am like looking good here. Like I got good cover and um, dude, it wasn't five minutes after I get the camera set up, I look over and a doe's working through. I'm like, perfect. She's like about 50 yards out. And I'm like, this is going to be perfect. Didn't exactly know what runway they were going to be taking. I just knew I was going to be in the chips. She kind of works through. And then about 20, 25 minutes later, I look over and here comes, there's a swamp in front of me, like a swale hole, basically coming out of there here comes a buck and i'm like okay here we go here we go and he's like a little six pointer you know or a little a little four corn and he's working right at me i mean he's already at 25 yards i'm like oh i could dump him right here if it's the deer i want and i look back and here comes a bigger deer and i'm like oh no shit and he kind of like he got me at first i'm like okay i could just see he was in the brush i could see his frame comes out i think he was like a little seven point and uh, they kind of worked through the the first buck worked through perfect twenty two yards right by me didn't even really look at me the other one knew something was up and uh, I think I had a swirling wind and he just kind of knew something was up and he didn't bust or nothing he just kind of turned around and walked away but dude honestly that was my night <laughs> that was I thought I was gonna see a pile of deer and then it it got so it's such a big canopy above me it got dark early. Seven o'clock, I could, I could like, might not even be able to shoot at seven o'clock. I walk out, so I get down and I walk out in the field, and it's like, you got 20 more minutes of daylight out in the field. <laughs> oh my gosh, you know? So, um, that was kind of my sit, my, but, but I will say, you know, I, I kind of, I kind of like bitched at myself a little bit. I'm like, that's what you get for hope hunting. Like mm-hmm. you, you, you just kind of win on a whim. And I'm like, you know, it is what it is. I could have picked somewhere different or whatever. I could have went, I, I could have went where I had the most Intel, but the Intel was kind of old. Um, it wasn't, you know, wasn't fresh Intel. And 
I still want to dart at the wall and it didn't work, you know? So yeah. it, it is what it is. And, you know, and, and some, some facets, I'm like, I wasted it. I wasted a night, but you know, had a good sit and, or had a decent sit, I guess. Good time out in the wilderness, I should say. But, yeah. um, I will say, you know, I have been on this moon kick this, this, this fall. Saturday was the last day of the, of the red moon. Um, and you know the weather was the weather was decent. It was the pressure was thirty point one. Uh, the wind was a it was a northwest wind and it was gusting, but it would like go low and then it'd swirl and then it'd kick up to twelve. But it it was just okay. The moon phase we were in is the waxing gibbous moon. And when I look at all my data that I've had over the years, I've only killed one buck on a waxing gibbous, and that was the green hambino. It was the biggest. But, you know, it was November 7th, too, where really, to me, you can kind of throw all that shit out the window, you know? So, but other than that, man, like this time frame, you know, when I look at my middle to latter October kills, I'm looking at a waning gibbous, a uh, waning gibbous. I've killed a lot of deer on a waning gibbous, just so you know. (laughs) Um you know, another one was a waxing crescent. Another one was a, another waxing crescent. So those, like those lat, latter part of October, it was more um, like a quarter moon right after a new more new moon, or the waning gibbous would be a three quarter moon right after a full moon. So like, you know, th- that kind of moon. If you're a big moon believer, which like I said, I'm not, but I'm kind of getting into it. You know, I just odds were kind of against me. I guess, <laughs> I guess you could say. Yeah, I I got a question for you. I want to circle back to something you said, and maybe break this down a little bit. Maybe this will help someone. In in your playbook, when you say that the the intel was kind of old, what does what is old intel look like to you in October? And I don't mean like what the sign looks like, but what do you consider old intel? You know, it was the twenty first, so you're you know, you're two thirds through October. What is old Intel compared to like fresh Intel? Well, um, let me look at my calendar real quick. Cause I did do a speed scout the other day. So that was mm-hmm. the 21st. So it would have been, um, boy, what day was it? It was last, it was the week before that I kind of did like a speed, speed tour, check some scrapes. And honestly, I didn't find a lot of open scrapes where the leaves are in them. Um, you know, the leaves were in them. They weren't like really open or nothing like that. So that is, you know, if you're scouting a little bit, that would be to me like some older sign or older Intel. The other thing is cameras too. I pulled a couple SD cards and, you know, using cell cams, I hadn't really had any fresh like Intel on a, on a, on a buck showing up. Now I don't care if he's showing up in daylight or dark. I, I, I mean, it does help when they're daylighting, but like, I just need to know he's there. Like just mm-hmm. honestly, like if I just know he's there, then that's half the battle. But honestly, there was a there for me, there was a dark hole in the middle of October this year. Um, I wanna say it was let me look at the calendar. I wanna say it was like the fifteenth through the nineteenth, twentieth, somewhere in there. Man, cameras were dead. Uh, sightings as far as glassing could not, I could not find a buck. I could not physically 
turn up a shooter buck anywhere. And not, when I mean cameras are dead, I'm saying like I'm not getting a shooter even on camera at at midnight. Like it seemed like, you know what I mean? It was very, very black holeish, very like where and I and you and I talked about it. That's when the deer kind of went for a couple day vacation, you mm-hmm. know, and you start getting new bucks moving in. I did have some like newer, younger bucks show up where it's like, man, who are you? You, I had two eight points show up on a, on my end, my, my historical scrape, two eight points showed up in two days in a row hitting that. And I'm like, I've never seen these deer before. I have no idea mm-hmm. where you come from. They were kind of tweener bucks, but you know, that's what kind of told me like, Hey, when I'm starting to get new bucks, I'm going to lose my bucks for, I say my bucks with quotes. I'm going to lose my bucks for a couple of days. It's just the cycle. They're just going to make their loop. They're going to find out what else is out there. And then they're more than likely going to come back if they don't get shot. Um, so that is kind of old Intel for me when, when, you know, if it's been five, five or six days around that time frame, that's pretty old Intel for me. That's, that's how I kind of decipher it, I guess. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. And I, for me, I, I actually think my, my window of old Intel may even be a little bit smaller, um, from early October. And then as every day passes in October, it's almost like by the time you get the middle of October, I need something to be like within 48 hours old. Like, and after that, like it's, it's really old. You know what I mean? I, I think back, think back about, you know, a decade ago running trail cameras and, you know, you check a trail camera and you're like, Oh man, there's a buck on there, you know, six days ago. And the more you learned about it, the more you're like, dude, six days ago was a long time in the whitetail woods. And we talk a lot at this time of year, like every time you go out in that woods, it's just changing so much. You know what I mean? Where like when you're leading up to season, that signs, you know, the signs pretty fresh and the fact that they haven't been pressured much. So that's a different story. But right now, when you're looking at that sign, you know, you got to really, you know, determine if that signs, you know, two or three days old past that, man, to me, it's, it's, it's kind of old, but it's interesting that you talked about that, that kind of that, that black hole in the middle of uh, October, because it's that, that's so like situational, right. And some situational dependent and deer dependent, you know, because I look back at, at, you know, my say, let's put a seven day window on it from October 12th from the, the day I uh, shot Big Barry all the way up to the 19th, you know, right there where I had that encounter with Chuck, you know, like a lot of the, those cameras might've been dead, but like back in where Chuck lived, like that time window, that seven day time window right there. Like if, if someone took a week vacation and if you were hunting Chuck during that time window, like that, that's your best time window to, to kill that deer. So it's very situational, you know what I mean? We're like, I got I got properties that were are kind of dead during that time, but like the property that Chuck lives on, like that was that was a phenomenal window, you know. But it's like it's you have to be like those scrapes in there. They're not all like this. Not we've talked about it a thousand times. Not all scrapes are equal, but one or two. If you have a handful of scrapes, one or two of those scrapes can be absolutely dynamite in that middle of October but they have to be like the scrape of all scrapes kind of in an area. Yeah. And I like that you brought up it's very situational because I've, I've said, and it, it, it rang true for a couple spots this year. 
but collectively that black hole has never really happened to me like that in October. Usually I have something that sticks around, Mm -hmm. you know, a deer that'll stick around, but I'm literally, it was like, everybody was like, yeah, I'm going on vacation this year. Like I, I physically thought that Tupac was dead because remember at the night after I had the encounter with him or the morning after a big deer quote unquote got shot by the neighbor, tracked it through our property. And I'm like, well, literally he lives, that is like his core is where that, like he lives on the east side. And I'm like, okay, maybe, and that was like three or four days after, you know, I had that encounter. So I'm like, well, maybe he did get shot and infection set in and he's laying somewhere, you know, but then he showed up on camera and then he showed up twice. But, you know, it was literally like the two bucks that were chasing, you know, there's a couple. There's actually three, three bucks that we're chasing at the family farm. One has been pretty MIA, but Boz and, and Tupac, they were gone mm-hmm. that I could see. I could, did not get a picture of them. Um, and that farm, you know, it's all timber. You can't really glass it. So it's either boots on the ground scouting, which I've done a couple of times this year in season when it rains. I only like to do it usually when it rains. And then, then you're relying on trail cams as much as you can, you know? So that black hole just kind of lasted a little longer than I thought it should. And year by year basis, it has never happened that way the last five or six years. It's like, man, usually things stick around pretty good. And you usually feel like you're in the game uh, longer. So like you said, situational. Um, I, I am starting to find some holes in my game um, already three weeks into the season that I really need, that I thought I, I really ramped up this year. That I really need to hone in on better for next year. I will say that. Yeah. Well, in not to not to talk about it too much, but I want to just circle back one more time to the statement about the black hole, Aaron. Is what you just described about the whole, you know, the neighbor possibly shooting Tupac, and them spending an entire day blowing up the area. That that was quite honestly an outside factor that you can't control that probably was the recipe for the black hole for you there. Like, cause like you said, like you said that, that you usually don't deal with that. Well, look at the external factors this year, you know, like you were, you think about it, your first hunt in for Tupac, you lay eyes on them. You were just off, but you still laid eyes on them. You were, you know, you were in the hunt. And then all of a sudden, 48 hours later, we got dogs, we got vehicles, we got multiple humans. Dude, it, like for a buck like Tupac that may not have the biggest home in the world, that much intrusion on him, he is going to go in a black hole for a little bit. And uh, like when you look at those cameras, it's kind of exactly what he did. You know what I mean? And, and no, still that's now, a good point. Yep. And still now, even though he's back, boy, he, he he's 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 back in black and white pictures. You know what I mean? Like there's still like, those are like, he, he's pretty, uh, he's, they, they, they stepped on him. You know what I mean? Like he knows it too. He knows it. So. Yeah. And that's, that's can be frustrating. You Mm -hmm. know, when you, when you're, when you feel like you're on the heels and it's like, we need to pour the gas on here and then you get a curveball, and it's like, literally he climbed in a hole for five or six days. Yeah. Like he went somewhere where, he went somewhere and I didn't, you know, since then I've got pictures of him all mm-hmm. dark, you know, yep. 
and um, he he was pushed. You know, he those guys went right through his core. I know they did. I know. I I almost know. I feel like I feel like there's no absolutes in deer hunting. I don't care who you are. There's no absolutes in deer hunting. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I have a really good idea of where he beds and he spends most of his time. Um, and they went through that area, so it makes sense, you know. He's it, we're we're not talking about a year and a half old buck. Okay, he's been around the block for a couple of years up there, so when he's he's seen this same kind of situation before, whether it be during gun season, whether it be you guys tracking a deer, whatever the case may be, he's obviously found himself a little hole to hide in to get him to the age he's at now. So I guarantee you, whether he was the buck that got shot or when they start trampling all over there, he knows where to go. He like those, yep. those bucks. Like I know some people say, man, it's just a deer. I I get that, but when they start getting old and they start getting age under their belt like that, they they know what they know what the, it takes to go survive. For sure. No, I agree. I agree, hundred percent. So that was kind of my Saturday, and just to kind of like kind of go on the same path you are or you did on yours. I'm looking looking ahead for Kansas here. Started packing as well. Um trying to get all my ducks in a row there because you know we're going to be gone almost 2 weeks so I want every every T cross, every I dotted. My wife and I had the discussion night. She's like is there anything that is, you know, left unturned right now for the house before you leave? Like I want to make sure there's enough propane in the in the tank. Um I want to make sure there's enough softener salt in the water softener. I want to make sure the generator's ready so if if we lose power, she can hook the generator up. Um, you know, stuff like that. I need to make sure is all in line before I leave in 8 days. And uh you know, as much as we love to hunt and go on these trips and our wives are really cool with it, like that doesn't mean you can just leave things like it's ne- like it's not even, you know, going on back home. Like I still have to be a presence here, even though I'm 14 hours away. So mm-hmm. I, I need to make sure all that dad stuff and father, you know, husband stuff is done and can be, you know, don't have to be worried about, to be honest yeah. with you. You will, you will hunt better in Kansas, Aaron, knowing that all that stuff was taken care of. You're not going to yep, get a phone call sure. of all of a sudden, like, because when, when we go to Kansas, I'm telling you right now, it's going to be cold in Michigan. It's going to be cold, like a high of 40 mm-hmm. in the 20s at night. Yep. You don't want to get that phone call that she's trying to turn the thermostat on and it's not firing up because you don't have propane. Like that's, I know it's, it sounds like little things, but when you're on the road like that and, and when you're on the road, your objective is to hunt, right? Outside of, you know, making a FaceTime call or a phone call to your wife and daughter outside of that you're hunting and you will hunt better knowing all that stuff is taken care of back at the home front. Yep, for sure. And that reminds me, I got to gas up the generator too. <laughs> there you go. So, uh, there you go. <laughs> I got to gas that up. But, uh, so just to kind of go further on that is my, the rest of my October hunting, I'm looking at the weather and you know, this week our weather is is not the greatest. Uh, it's warm, and they're calling for rain coming up. Um, my daughter's got dance tonight, or gymnastics night, dance Thursday. I like to take her to those. Um, I've got a birthday party on Saturday night, so 
Literally, I'm looking at possibly Sunday evening being the last time I can hunt in October, you know, in Michigan, kind of, um, for October for sure. But Sunday night, you know, is, is, is a night that I'm circling, but, uh, if it doesn't happen, it, it, you know, we'll see, uh, we'll see what, when time comes, but my, my October hunting might be over four sits in. I dude, honestly, like you said, I couldn't be happier. I killed my number one buck. I had a really good encounter with, a with, you know, my number one buck at my other farm. And, you know, couldn't be happier. I, I feel stress-free right now. I'm ready for Kansas. That's where my kind of focus has shifted almost 100% now. And it's like, I'm ready. Let's yep. do it, you know? Yep. I Same here, man. Same here. You know, like, I, I ain't getting too greedy here at, at home. And it actually, you know, when I was hunting last night, I was sitting there and listening to some squirrels. And I'm like, boy, I, I can't wait to hear, you know, hear a Kansas buck on those crunchy leaves on you know, November 9th morning or whatever day it is. Like I, I'm, I am really, really looking forward to it, buddy. There, there is something and you've traveled a lot more than I have, but there's something really special about us Michigan boys. We traveled to the Midwest, just being in States that generally 99% of the time are holding larger animals than what we get to hunt here on the home front. And there's, something really really special and exciting it's just exciting i don't care what anyone says big deer are freaking cool and it's super exciting to go to kansas and have a chance at one yeah for sure and and one more thing before we get into i think you wanted to say something before we do commence here but um i think i may have said this before but this trip is um for me anyway this trip is literally my trip of a lifetime. And I'm going to explain why. So I have hunted a lot out of state. I've hunted out of state for the last 11 years and have been on a lot of hunt trips and a lot of deer camps. I've been to Kansas before. I've hunted Kansas. It's, it's awesome state, but I'm going to, I'm going to explain why this is the best trip for me because my 10 closest friends that I grew up with you included, we are all going to the same house, having our own deer camp for almost two weeks in a state like Kansas. So now let me backtrack a little bit here. Going into the application period this year, five of those guys didn't have points. So they were even wrote off that were like, we're not going to draw. There's no way we're going to draw. They were going to some of them were maybe come down and hunt Oklahoma or hunt Missouri or something like that. Maybe go somewhere different. And, um, when it came out, the results were in that we all drew and I'm like, are you kidding me right now? That is unreal. So, you know, there's actually 11 of us. Tom Taylor's coming. He's, uh, I've, I've, I got to meet Tom. I have yet to meet him face to face, but I've known Tom for the last couple of years, just through some buddies. He's coming from out West. There's going to be 11 of us in an Airbnb hunting for two weeks, literally. And we're in, you know, as much as, you know, I've grown up with these guys and we hunt around the same areas, you know, we have yet to still like really have deer camp, bow camp, I should say. Gun season is what gun season is. But for my 10 closest friends to be in a, in a camp, you know, for two weeks, doing doing dude stuff being dogs being dudes you know 
is fucking cool. And <laughs> in November, and then the other thing is too, bow season in Kansas. And Michigan is playing in a big game on November 10th. If this whole, I don't know what's going to go on with this allegation thing, which is, I think, really getting blown out of proportion, but we won't get into that right now. But like, we got a, a, a really big college football slate on November 10th coming up, hoping to be tagged out by then. But dude, this is, you know, my friends are having kids. So they're having kids at different times. So it's like some of them have multiple kids. Some of them are just having kids. Some of them are just getting married. So it's like, I don't see us all 10 being able to go on a hunting trip like this again for quite some time, if ever. So that's yeah. why it's going to be something special. And I cannot flip and wait, man. Yeah, I did. <laughs> you, you said it perfectly, dude. I, you know, I, I, I've met like one or two of the guys, you know, and I know that if, if they're your friends, they're my friends. And just from listening to the stories and even just the, the text message uh, chat with everyone, like just the amount of shit they give each other. Like, I, I love it. Like, it's just like, it's, it's exactly <laughs> yeah. perfect. And I honestly, dude, never really been part of a deer camp like that. I'll be honest. But like the fact that like, like you said, this is deer camp, but like we're in Kansas in November. It's in different season. Like this is like, there is going to be, there's going to be some bucks back at that Airbnb. Like it is going to happen. You know, those, those guys do really well out there. They have for years, they have their stuff pretty dialed. I mean, we're the new guys out there, but uh, I'm looking forward to meeting those guys. I'm looking forward to helping track, helping drag, and helping drink some beer out there, but I, I cannot wait. Yeah, and I, I do want to reiterate, guys. We've said this before. DJ and I are podcasting every day we're there. You guys are going to get live updates every day. And there's been a there's been a few people reach out to me like like November's gonna hit different this year because I cannot wait to wake up every morning and hear what you guys did yesterday. Like yep. they are so jacked. And I'm like, well, hopefully, you know, I will say there's gonna be nights we're gonna be tracking deer and we're gonna I'm really gonna try to stick like if it's two, three o'clock in the morning, as much as we don't wanna do it, I, I really wanna do it because I know people will love it. And people mm -hmm. are going to follow the hell out of it. And we're not only that, though, dude, when we look back on this 10 years from now, we're going to go back to that week in Kansas or that two weeks in Kansas and listen to those podcasts and be like, dude, that was the best time ever. You know, yeah. like, I yep. can't wait. Yeah. You, and you're right, too, man. I, I've had guys reach out and they're like, I just I can't wait to hear about them. And, you know, for everyone listening, like you're going to get your first episode on the drive out there. We're not going to wait till our first hunt. Like you're going to get the first one while Aaron and I drive out there and not only are they going to be you know everyday Kansas updates but like they're going to be in person Aaron and I will be together in person doing these podcasts so those those are always better also and I'm sure we're going to have guys maybe possibly mm -hmm. jumping on that they had success that night or had an encounter with a giant or whatever the case may be like you said we're going to be able to look back at it hell I'm going to be honest dude my first week back to work after this trip, I'm going to re-listen to all of it. And I'll, yep. I'll be, yep. You know, it'll be one of those things like, oh my God, I forgot all about that. Or, or you know, like, or if I already know what happened because of being there in the trip, but like listening to that lead up, you know, you may say something on day two that leads to a kill on day six, you know, and we're like, oh shit, there it is, man. 
that's going to be the best part because we can record, you and I can record with, um, let me see here, one, two, one, we can record with four other guys at a time. So we can record mm-hmm. six guys at a time. So I'm not saying there's going to be six on every time, but let's say like Cole has a good encounter, or good like a kill or something, and Thielen has a great time or whatever, something. Those guys are going to be on there, and we're not. You're not just going to hear from us. You're going to hear their story. So I'm hoping there's some sort of storyline built up from day one. Like it'd be the coolest if one of us was like, "Dude, I had this encounter today, and then I missed him the next day." Or you know, I don't want anybody to miss. But like, uh, maybe I had another encounter, and then like kill him on day like four. Like, dude, that's awesome. Like no other podcast is out there doing live updates like that day to day for two weeks in the in in the rut. Like, let's go. <laughs> yep. Yep. I mean, guys will be able to listen to this. You know, there's going to be guys that are getting ready to head out on their rutcation that may be headed to Iowa or maybe they're even headed to Kansas later in November where it's like they're going to be able to put that on the radio and just, you know, chase white lines to the best states in the in the country for whitetail hunting. And I mean, dude, it is it is almost November. Like, I don't care what anyone says about you know the rut the rut the rut dude it is fun it is a fun time to hunt it, and this is what we live for because as soon as this rut's over boy like we've talked about it time and time again deer season feels awfully different afterwards but yeah i can't sure wait does. for it buddy i you know i'll see you next week and we will point the the trucks towards kansas yep for sure now did you have one last thing to circle back on i thought you said or did you already say that no, we just kind of talked about October, you know, the fact that, you know, like you look back at our, our Octobers, you know, you can take some, you know, like take the dates away. You know, we, we, you know, we had success on, on, you know, early October, then mid October encounters, you know, good success. And when you're not supposed to, cause the weather wasn't right, where sometimes it's like, guys, you just gotta just, just go get that Intel and go hunt that buck. You know, don't, you don't, yep. can't always just wait around for the weather not to be right. Cause if that's the case, you look back at our first, you know, our first kills from opening week, boy, the weather wasn't that great to go hunting, but we put two bucks down. So to just putting a bow on, uh, October's, you know, go find them and go hunt them, man. That's what you got to do sometimes. For sure. Cool. Let's, uh, let's commence with that guys. I want to reiterate. Uh, please go to all our partners, check them out. Um, they support us and we support them because they're great people, great company, great products and everything. Check them out. If you guys want those uh, discount codes, they will be in the show notes of this podcast. Please go to iTunes, leave a five-star rating, leave a written review and do the same thing on Spotify. It is always greatly appreciated. Thank you guys very much. We'll be here right. We'll be here next time. Oh, what? what, what? Hey. Guys, do not forget to get in on the Garmin giveaway. Make yep. sure you do that, please. You will love this thing. That's why DJ's a good co-host. I forgot to reiterate the Garmin giveaway. Go to IG right now, Instagram, the Fall Podcast Instagram, and check out the post there. You have to like the post. You have to follow the Fall Podcast Instagram. You have to do the same to the Garmin Instagram. Follow them if you don't already. And then on that post, you have to comment garmin giveaway and you have to tag three people on that to get in the drawing it's going to run for two weeks we're going to pick a lot we're going to pick a winner in kansas on november 7th so go do that right now guys so thank you very much and we will be here next time on the fall podcast